This week on Pilot Co-Pilots, we have Empire's Brittany McCoy Boardman and discuss the family with Alex Haney. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pilot Co-Pilots, where each episode we talk to TV industry guests and take you on a guided tour through the pilot episode of one of the season's newest shows. That's right. We treat each new series like a best friend's new beard. We're going to pull on it to see if it's the real deal. (laughs) I'm Maya Boudreaux. And I'm Evan Watkins. And we have emerged from our House of Cards hole to edit and uh, record this episode. So... It's pretty good so yeah. far. We're not done yet. No, but I have to say, I think it's better than this last season. So I think so, so far. Yeah. So as you heard before, this episode, we discuss ABC's new show, The Family, with very funny Chicago comedian Alex Haney. And then we interview Brittany McCoy Boardman, the script supervisor for Empire, which I think will be really interesting. Love Empire. Um, and Maya. Mm-hmm. We, guys, we got our first fan letter. Yeah, which so was exciting. Very unexpected. Very unexpected. And I mean, it was just really nice to hear from a fan. Um, this guy named Drew B. Yeah, it's really sweet letter. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and he left his contact info for us. So we kind of thought we'd just give him a call. He doesn't know, but I mean, if he's around, hopefully he'll pick up. Yeah. And, so. you know, I went to high school with a Drew B, so maybe it's him. Oh, that's probably, yeah, it's probably him. I don't know. Let's, let's uh, try okay, this, this out. this is exciting. Hello? Hi, Drew? This is she. Oh, Drew B? Yeah. Oh, Who is oh, that? We were expecting a guy. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, this is um, Evan and Maya from yeah. Pilot Co-Pilots. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Hello. It is Yeah, we wanted to so thank you for your awesome you. fan letter. That was such a sweet letter. I was so confused. I was like, I hear two voices. Am I going crazy? <laughs> I... I love your show so much. I mean, you read the letter. Um, I just, I mean, I feel like we should ask, what what do you like about the show? What draws you to it? I mean, I have never been into the television art form. I, I just have never really understood it. Huh. And I Why do you suppose, think that is? Well, I guess it's because I grew up doing movies. Um, I was in a lot of movies, uh, watching movies and being in them when I was younger, but you know, I've also done some television work, uh, recently in a made for TV, uh, mini series, not unlike, you know, the people versus Orange all J Simpson, um, called uh gray garden and you know even oh. though that was a movie oh, wow. on television it mm-hmm. was split up you know i'm only thinking of really two characters <laughs> in that movie um big and little edie um but that's that's a really like kind of iconic movie what was your experience oh working thank on that? you It was so much fun, and I believe those two women were just being themselves in their clothing and in their house, and I suppose that, you know, I aspire with my family and my clothing and my beauty line to to be as such. Yeah. Hey, uh, Drew, just like girl to girl... Have you ever ridden in cars with boys? Yes. I was in a movie called that, actually. It was called Riding in Cars with Boys. And Um. that movie was really Um. special to me because, you know, it showed the relationship between a mother and a daughter. And I'm newly a mother. And having children is the most phenomenal experience in fact i listen to your podcast when i'm putting my little babies to bed they just find you guys to be so (laughs) calming and interesting it seems like you're pretty well versed in the hollywood scene so um it's funny because i didn't imagine when i 
you know, we called a fan, I, I somehow I'm getting a little nervous. Uh, but can you just talk a little bit about, you know, your experience in contrast with how you work? I, I'm, I'm, my, you're, <laughs> you're choking, Evan. Uh, uh, <laughs> there is no need to be nervous talking to me. I'm literally sitting in my kitchen wearing sweatpants with barf from Olive, my daughter, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm not sure I entirely understood your question. It's fine. You know what? I think what we just really want to say is, God, we're so lucky to have a listener like you. I'm sweating so much. Oh my gosh. I'm so lucky to have found you guys. You are the cutest thing. All right. Well, that's We hope we hear from you again, and we really hope you keep listening, Droopy. I absolutely will. I cannot wait to listen to your next episode. Uh, What is the television show? Uh, We're not quite sure yet. Well, this episode that you'll be on, we're watching a show called uh The Family. Oh, I love families. Yeah? They're so complicated and interesting. You're too cute. I appreciate that you answered this phone call. We're two of your hugest... Thank you for being a fan, I suppose. Yes, my pleasure. I'll continue to be so. Well, thank you so much. Um... Sleep tight, Olive. Oh, yes. Little Olive and Frankie are in the other room. They're sleeping. I, I cannot wait to tell them that... Evan and Maya talk to me tonight. Maybe Aunt Maya. <laughs> what? I mean, maybe Auntie Maya. Auntie Maya. Well, <laughs> she has much. she has Auntie Cameron. I don't know. If we can make her. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll talk to you soon, Drew. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm getting the giggles. Good night. Me too. It's Good girls' night. night. Holy Maya. Was that was that her? I honestly it couldn't have been another Drew B I mean, come on. I I mean That was Julia Gulia. Drew, we love you. Oh, thank you so much. Um American Treasure. Uh fifty first dates is like it it gets me every time. <laughs> I mean, how is this even possible? I you know what? Let's just throw uh, to the episode because yeah, I'm, I actually I'm need myself. I need a second yeah. to compose myself. All right, here we go. Whew. All right, we are here with Alex Haney, Chicago comedian. Thanks so much for being with us, Alex. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, today we are going to be discussing the family, ABC's new family drama. It's a drama. It's, it's attempting to drama. be a drama. High drama, yes. All right, let me read the logline of this show, and then we can kind of discuss whether it's a pretty good indicator of what the show is. All right. ABC's new thriller, The Family, follows the return of a politician's young son who was presumed dead after disappearing over a decade earlier. As the mysterious young man is welcomed back into his family, suspicions emerge. Is he really who he says he is? Yeah, that... That sounds it, about right. It sounds about right. Yeah. I guess it is a thriller more than a drama. The way they're shooting it is... And the music. And the music. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's constant. There's, like, constant uh, scoring underneath of it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I, even, like, the last ten minutes were entirely underscored. Yeah. And almost a montage of oh, just yeah. discovery. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. ties the episode together. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> it does. I, I would maybe take issue with the adjective mysterious young man I may be going for more of like disgusting and terrifying <laughs> I guess he uh, is uh he's he's shocking to look at he's a shock to look at right so this kid uh, apparently disappeared when he was nine years old mm-hmm. okay so now he's 19 he doesn't look 19. a day over 14 I had no idea yeah so the matriarch is Joan Allen um mm-hmm. who is the mayor of this town this fictitious town Red Pines which I believe is in Maine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like a, a politician. She's thinking about running for governor as well. And, you know, she's been in the media because her son disappeared 10 years ago. And Maybe that's why she got... Are we allowed to do like spoilers and stuff? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Because like you know, it does the flashback, you know, 10 years before, and then it goes back and forth. Uh-huh. And when she was uh, trying to... She was being city council. Yeah. 
Yeah, city right. council, running for city, yeah. city council. She's why, that's probably why she got it. That's true. It could, good point. So this, her, oh, that's sick. What do they say? All press is good press. Mm. The other cast members are Rupert Graves plays her husband. And uh, how do I know him? Sherlock. Sherlock. He's, Sherlock. he's like the Great. Uh, uh-huh. inspector general. What are they? I don't know. You know how British people talk. Know. Like uh, inspector, <laughs> detective. It's mm-hmm. like three adjectives. Um, um, and Alison Pill plays their daughter, Willa. I have a real <laughs> tough time with her. I hate her. <laughs> I hate yeah, her. Yeah, can we just go ahead and say it? I, do, I just don't like her. It's I don't just, know why. I don't know why either. I think either. it's her round face. I think it's her Honestly, forehead. I will say they Probably could not, awful, they could yeah, not have found mean. two actresses with rounder heads than Joan Allen <laughs> and Alison Pill. And in that way, casting. I guess that's good. Yeah, it really is good and, casting. And not to put too much on her appearance, just uh, her character is just, um, I just, I didn't like her when she was a kid and I didn't mm. like her now that she's an adult. Yeah, because all these, all these family members, I mean, at least the siblings all have younger versions of themselves and we kind of cut back between present and 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that, you got to make sure that those kids are great. The kids have to be as good as the adult actors. Yeah. I think that's a tall order. Well, well, not really because they're in half of the episode. Yeah. I'm going to make a very interesting comparison okay. to the movie. Have you guys seen room? Yes. Yeah. Well, and oh, Joan, Joan Allen plays the exact same character. Really? She's what? the mom. She's the room. mom. God damn. She's yeah. lost two children in a year. She's the most irresponsible mother. Wow. No, wait. She's, she's she the, played she's the, the mom. grandma. She's the grandma. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. She's well, her, her yes. daughter was mm-hmm. yeah. the mom, ado- yes. abducted. But and now her son is abducted. Was awesome. Of course, yeah. Yes. Yes. It. It's possible. The talent is out there. It's just that if, if you were going to pick between watching this or watch, watch The Room, I'd watch The Room hands down. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, well, it's so much less time investment. I've spent an hour on this show, and I, I mean... You got, I'm going to watch more episodes? I'm not so sure. Yeah, we, oh <laughs> so then we have this other character that is problematic for me is the uh, the cop. The detective. The detective. Mm-hmm. And she's so highly unlikable. The second she walked on screen, I knew I just couldn't. I just had no sympathy for her. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of really any of the acting. Well, that, save for one actor in this. I, I don't know. Her name is Margot Bingham. This detective, she plays Nina, the detective, and apparently she's on Boardwalk Empire, but I don't think I got that far in Boardwalk Empire to see her. I went pretty far, but I Uh, I didn't recognize her. Me either. And then we also have the other brother, the oldest brother of the the family. The way they introduced this this character was just I thought he was a prostitute. Well, no. no, Is he a prostitute? I don't know. What? I just thought he was like, you know... A guy that's, you know, not so great with his life, but he's good with the ladies. Really good with the ladies. <laughs> like, too good. Yeah. Well, he's always lubricated, you know? He's he's a drunk. And there's a point, maybe the weirdest point in the episode, when Joan Allen has a serious talk with her son and just says, you're a drunk. You are my son, and I will always love you. But you are a drunk, honey. And it's my fault for cleaning up after you. Just a drunk. Well, yeah, you're a drunk and you are confused. <laughs> I mean, I suppose if you're, you know, your youngest brother went missing when you were little and kind of you were responsible for taking care of him. And you're making out with another girl. Yeah. yeah. And he disappears. Yeah, maybe I guess that's yeah, the, 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 that's the, the road to uh, alcoholism. And womanizing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yep, I agree. I mean, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> I found this shocking, which was Allison Pill's reaction to him kind of being molested a little bit. Everyone else was like, oh, no. And, yeah. and like the mom was crying and the dad was just like beside himself. And Allison Pill gives the sign of the cross. Did you notice that? Yeah, well, she's, she's religious. She turned she, to religion. She's very deeply religious. Very Catholic, but it doesn't seem that the rest of the family is. No? No, they they kind of find her to be a freak because of it. The dad said, now she's this religious freak or something like that out in the gazebo. I really, I just, the only thing I remember was the going to confession and I I haven't told a true confession in 10 years. They're like, what? So what you, could she have done? She put what, the boat. What did she I don't do? know. She First, put the boat in the bro- drawer. You broke into no. Well, she found it, but she broke into the. That was just awesome, by the way. Can I just say, breaking into some guy's house as he walks his dog, 
That's a recipe That's for disaster. Right. Oh, she was what? she was trying <laughs> to find this is after the kid went missing. She thought her neighbor did it, so he, he, she breaks in to her neighbor's house to hopefully find some evidence. The neighbor being Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy of the Brat Pack, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. He's it's a real departure for him this yeah. well then. <laughs> and he has been in he actually was convicted of the crime of killing this kid, and he was in jail for ten years. And so now he's out. He's, his name has been cleared, um, but he is a, he's a registered sex offender, so that's why they suspected him. Yeah. He, he exposed himself? Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, I'm going to... His name is Hank in the show, which is like, you had to rhyme it with <laughs> wank and spank. Like, I, <laughs> wow. that's a little heavy-handed. I, I thought... My mind wouldn't have gone writing. there, Evan, No, yeah, but... I didn't. No, this is <laughs> Wherever inspiration hits you. <laughs> I guess I'm just a Hank. <laughs> um, but like, does every character have to be loony? Like everyone's off their rocker. Like everyone is insane in this in this show. And then they shoot it in this way that's like it's almost like a magical realism kind of thing where things are like the actors' faces will be really far in the in the foreground, and then things will be like really fuzzy in the background but then it'll come out of nowhere in a very like realistic yeah. scene and it's just shot in a very odd way let's just focus yeah. on telling the story is this the first time abc has gone for um i'm trying to think of an abc drama well i mean okay so this or is thriller so mm-hmm. this is uh created and written by uh this woman named jenna bands who is was a writer for Shondaland. She wrote on Grey's Anatomy, and she's Scandal. a writer she's on Scandal. Executive producer, on right? Scandal. So, yeah, ABC does this. I mean, they have like How to Get Away with Murder oh, now, yeah. and and Scandal, which are all which are both really well done, you know. And and, and people love people love these shows. Um, the thing about ABC thriller dramas is they have some sort of like sexiness or appeal, <laughs> which yeah. this has. None. Literally none. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of a sex scene, sex. but it was off-putting. I mean, it wasn't yeah. sexy by any means. Oh, that was so bad. Um, <laughs> this family has their secrets, though. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, that's the point. Um, Did anyone else find it weird when Andrew McCarthy cho- chose to eat his first meal out of prison in the middle of a oh, food cart exposed. Loved it. Wasn't it yeah. pizza? Was he eating pizza? He, yeah, was, he was eating, eating a big pizza. old slice of cheese pizza and while televisions were around him blaring news footage yeah. of his face. Like, Sexual deviant released from <laughs> prison. And he's just sitting in the middle of a food court. And families are like looking at him. <laughs> that was a little fear. montage of like a, the aerial yeah. camera view and then people would disappear. I had a little problem. I had a little problem with continuity in that scene (laughs) because A, it showed like families, it was an aerial shot and just families were disappearing from around him. But he was only eating one piece of pizza and it seemed like it was like he was there for an hour. But it took him an hour to eat that one piece of pizza. You're coming out of prison for your first day out of prison. Also the first, hold on real quick, timeline wise, kid is found and same day or next day, it seems like the guy's released. It was very quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. No strain. This, this kid didn't even get in the shower. Yeah. Again. No, and this no, guy's he out eating still pizza. Stinking of the cabin, wherever he came from, the bunker. <laughs> the room. room. From room. <laughs> um, but, you know, getting out of prison for I first will time say this night. about Andrew McCarthy. He is, to me, the most interesting one to watch on this show. Aren't they all? I, I, I... <laughs> I mean, no, like, you know. I, I think the sexual better, predators. Yeah, mean? they're always they're just. <laughs> yeah, they're the most. That's where you ca- where the casting really comes into play. Yeah, mm. he has an amazing. I don't even think. <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> I don't know how to approach that. Um, I mean, would you guys, as men, as actors, would you take a child molester role? Do you th- like? Is that something that you would? Um, even consider at, at putting yourself actually, in his that's shoes. my wheelhouse putting yourself I mean, in his no, shoes I wasn't going to say it first <laughs> actually sitting across from two men who could possibly be cast as child molesters. thank you I'm growing out my facial hair just in case. <laughs> it's a blonde beard uh, very creepy the beard um, no, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, what, I, once once cast, always cast, right? Maybe it's the thing where once cast, never cast again. Is that? I think that sure. like one these are done. one one and dones. Yeah. You don't want to revisit that. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, I I guess the point of this is, too, he wasn't, he didn't kill this kid. 
He is a sexual deviant, though. He does admit that he likes like likes child porn oh, right. on this episode. Oh, yeah. God, that's so but he says, "I don't. I never act on it." You know. Right. Um, Obviously, that's never which, true. Which, uh, a that's oh, also illegal. It's... You should be put back in prison. Yeah, possession, right? Like... The, de- the detective says, "Look, this is your computer. You know right. what's oh, on here, right?" Oh, and the way right? she did it was so sickening too. She was so happy. She was happy about it. She was like glib. Mm. It was disgusting. I just did not enjoy her performance at all. It was sick. I think it's an. I think it's a really weird character. I mean, almost the the detective not needed. Someone who else, someone else who I think is um, not needed yet is that lesbian lifestyle blogger who works at the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who's gonna break this story wide open? She's, she's just... always sitting back in a chair. Yeah. That was yeah. interesting. I didn't know if that was a joke or not. So she's a this woman who works at the local paper. <laughs> there are no jokes. Uh, big town, by the way. They have their city. Red Pines, oh, a big fake gorgeous. town. Yeah, very, very, very nice. Urban. Um, but she she thinks that there's more to this you know, this case then meets the eye and, you know, the family has hidden secrets, which obviously they do. But the way she she's playing the long game, I feel like. Oh, also, yeah. FYI, because all... I forgot, she was the girl that the brother was kissing when the kid got abducted. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was just a small world. In, <laughs> in the big town of Red Pines, it's a small uh, bank Kiss bank. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> you got one of those too? Yeah. Kiss bank. Yeah, so Danny, the oldest brother, the drunk, went uh, grew up with this girl. And now she's going to break this story open. And I guess she has a way in because she knows him from childhood, from making out with him in childhood. Um, but I didn't really understand why it's her story. She said she covers the lesbian lifestyle, lifestyle blog at this paper. And she seemed happy about it. I guess she's just emotionally invested because she knows the family. Well, she's partially responsible. Yeah. <laughs> True, I didn't think of that. You're right. She might have something to do with it. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> or will we? No, um, we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry about some other things that I've noticed about yeah. this guy. Yeah. Um, well, that kid can eat. He's eating a He's ton. Chowing. Yeah. What down. was he eating? Uh, everything, everything, everything in sight. sight. Cereal was a big. Was what a big... was the first thing he was eating? Was it ice cream? No cereal. Big it was bowl. a bowl of cereal. Oh, it was. When they were kind of being like, "What happened to you? Where were you trapped?" And he's like, "Can I have more cereal?" <laughs> His main concern is not this case. It's he's hungry. He's like, and then I mean, he laid on top of me. Can I have another bowl? <laughs> he's been. T- <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh, and the detective just kept pushing him. Well, oh I God. mean, you think about it. He's been trapped in a room for ten years, and he's who knows what he's been eating. So he's he's out and he's hungry. But my favorite line was. I want a big piece. I want the frost. <laughs> How did uh, you forget that? It was sorry. it was uttered maybe maybe 15 to 20 times. Sure. And this is one of the main <laughs> moments in the show that you realize that not all is what it seems to be. This kid has come back and he sneaks out of his bedroom at night and goes downstairs and finds a, a video of him as a child. And I'm putting him in quotation marks, yeah. as a child, because perhaps it's not the original kid that got kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And he watches a video from his birthday party where he is eating cake, and he wants the big one. <laughs> he wants more frosting. <laughs> and it's like, that's the line you're going to go with? If you're learning, you're relearning your life or learning that's about so a new, uh, this. I'm going to, you know, imitate this kid. And you're just gonna talk about cake? <laughs> That's the first video he stumbled upon. Sure, we'll watch uh, another line, perhaps. You don't have to get the "I need the big one," "I need the more frosting." Once again, you don't need to get that line down. You're not you're not Daryl Hammond studying, <laughs> you know, uh, whoever the latest politician is, you know, to no, do once that again, impression. He's fixated on food, so he's just yeah. hungry. Yeah, it's so God weird. Damn, that I, that cake looks fucking great. <laughs> He's craving. <laughs> He's so hungry. We talked about this, John. You know, I guess I figured with everything going on right now, the, the governor thing would be off the table. Oh, let's not make any decisions about anything just now. We just got our son back. Can I have some more? Of course, baby. 
You used to hate those. The smell of them made you sick. What? Eggs. Well, at the end of the episode, she makes the, the mayor, Claire, makes an announcement that she's going to run for governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, her family looks dismayed. Well, all except the dog. Allison Pill is... Who's, her, camp, who's her campaign, who's her campaign uh, manager? And at one point, she calls her high chief. When she's not calling her mother, she's saying high chief. Which is just... Ugh. But, yeah, um, but they're on the steps know, of the seems... court. They're on the steps of the courthouse. Yeah. She makes the announcement, and just like the husband looks shocked yeah, he and looks angry. Sick. He looks like he's about... sick to his stomach. Which can't be great for press photos. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, 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 especially like... now when the, the, the microscope is yeah. on him. I'm thinking about uh, uh, Chris Christie, you know, that yeah. standing behind Trump just looked like totally dismayed at what Trump's <laughs> saying. Sort of the same thing with Rupert Graves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're pulling from the headlines, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a great political I mean, husband. He's, he's awful. He's he's uh, he's no uh, Claire Underwood. No, no way. But then, real quick, the pedophile guy, he's he's all over. He run, He's He's, he's a man about, about town. He was at the press conference. Yeah, he just showed up. Showed up. Yeah, I mean, he's at the park in the very beginning mm-hmm. when all everything happens. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. he's free. I guess he feels like he's been trapped in a cell the whole. Yeah, it's like ten just, years. He's gonna sell some distance. He lives across the street from him. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see him. Don't worry about it. Yes. And also, if there's cameras there, let's just not. Don't taunt them. Yeah. No. If I was a cameraman, I'd say that's the guy. You <laughs> just. Holy shit! You yeah. know. D- Dual screen, you yes. know? Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, a lost opportunity right there. <laughs> that really was a lost opportunity. You're right. Yeah, he was at that rally. Oh, my God. He has an amazing ability to make his under-eye twitch when he's emotionally... Oh, he uh, cried the whole time. Yeah. He wasn't without tears in his eyes at any moment. I mean, Joan <laughs> Allen's a good actor. Like... I feel like she feels the pressure to really carry this whole cast. I think, uh, yeah, obviously. And I feel yeah. like she's acting so hard, but it's, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel. I would like it for... to go a full season just because why not? But <laughs> if it goes two, I, I just don't want it. I don't want it I to go two. Surprised. What would you do? Oh, mm-hmm. that's so, I mean, that's awful. What would they awful. do with it? <laughs> I, don't, I really don't care. Well, I guess if if this isn't if this isn't the real kid, they could bring in the real kid. They could just bring the real in... kid if if the real kid's so dead. Dead. <laughs> so dead. The deadest you dead think? kid. Oh man. They're playing they're playing tulips on top of them. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty uh, dead. Oh, he's in the in the the fire. They put him in the I think it's him. I think it's him. He's the same freak that that kid was when no, he was a kid. Because what about that last thing? If we're allowed to talk about this, the they, t- they checked the blood and it wasn't. Right. It, it wasn't oh, he real. doesn't exist. There is uh, yes. That was which is also how do you let a guy out of that. jail without? That doesn't. Someone is manipulating evidence here. Yeah, yeah right. someone cleaned. There, there was a yeah. DNA test apparently to check if this kid was the real kid, and. The results came back and it said it was, but then the lesbian lifestyle blogger, <laughs> blogger called the hospital and tried to talk with Stupid. the guy that did the DNA test and he doesn't exist. Dun, dun, dun. The kid doesn't. No, the DNA, the DNA tester. Guy. Yeah, you're right. I, I, the now... DNA, te- the the scientist yeah, doesn't he, exist? Yeah, he doesn't exist, which means this oh, is a fake result. I thought you. I thought she meant that. There. The, 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 the match didn't match <laughs> that up. That it didn't match up, and, and there I was no too. record of the kid. Yes. So Are maybe sh- maybe they just or we misheard. Or I don't know. They need to make that clear. They really glazed <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. Well, that's the reason. It's that like, seems like the main point of the whole episode, well, yeah, and none of like, us are clear on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I that should make me want to watch another episode, if the the facts are you know intriguing, but. If we don't even understand the facts, how am I going to watch another one? Why am I going to want to watch another one? Uh, Will we watch another one? Yeah, I really wanted to say no. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. If you're going to call it the family, you better have a really Bring out the heavy hitter. Like, come on, let's see. You've got to have a great casting Kelly Culkin out of retirement. Oh, get him out. Shave that beard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe Kevin Klein. The Olsen signed on to this, but not... Fuller House, that would be a big get. Yeah, like we, uh, Allison right. Pill isn't gonna cut it. Mm-mm. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe as a campaign manager, sure. As a daughter, Mm-mm. no way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ditch it. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not. I'm not. 
which is a shame. We, you know, I would like, I would, I would love nothing more than Joan Allen's success. What she's had so much sadness in her life with, with, is she okay? with Brie Larson being trashed. <laughs> she's, she's done two really, really sad, like, mother roles in a row. Like, she's is trying she to double okay? Dip. She's trying to double dip and, you know. Ride the wave. That felt good. I'm going to do it again. I guess it's on trend. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything else? I'm surprised no, we've talked. We were able to talk about the show for so long. We were a little worried. It's yeah. not. Yeah. It's then. I remember. I mean, there's I just, no meat there. No. It's all. I turned it off and I was like, "What just happened?" Like, I can't really remember any specific parts except. Good thing I wrote down some notes. Yeah, I'm uh, glad I wrote down notes because big things, big things, you don't, you forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quickly. Um, I apologize, Alex, that we. Uh, <laughs> We made me watch made this. you watch this show. No, I, I'm I'm always down to challenge myself. <laughs> and boy was it. Um, Alex, do you have anything that you uh, would like to plug? Any shows co- upcoming or anything like that? Um, I'm on a Herald team at IO. We're called Gideon. I'm on a two person show called Deadlift with my buddy Alex, and we are currently working on web content because that's the cool new hip thing to do great and uh keep we're also, our eye out for that yeah and then we're also writing a new sketch show so awesome well if nice. you're in chicago check him out alex haney yeah hit me up on uh, instagram I'm called Hainjob. perfect <laughs> i think it's called alex underscore Hainjob. perfect all one great. word <laughs> <laughs> thanks guys i really appreciate it this was this was a blast well yeah thanks Thank for you, doing alex. it with us I want a big piece. I want the frosting. All right, we are here with Brittany McCoy Boardman. Uh, She is the script supervisor on Empire, Fox's mega hit, and uh, former script supervisor on NBC Chicago Fire and Crisis. She's also worked on Boss, Chicago Code, Shameless, correct? Yeah. yeah. As a production assistant. As a production mm-hmm. assistant. Um, so uh, I guess that's my first question. What led you to script supervising? Oh, gosh. It's a long story. Um, my parents signed me up to be an extra when I was eight years old. I was a little kid. And uh, I was on the show Early Edition. I don't know okay. if you remember yeah. that. We yeah. got a paper a day early. Mm-hmm. It was the cutest show. But um, I was a little kid waiting for ice cream at an ice cream truck. That was my first debut on a <laughs> film set. And uh, I just I knew that I wanted to be there uh-huh. at that early of an age. And uh so I kept bugging the assistant directors. I kept having my parents sign me up, and I would skip school all the time to sure. go be an extra. And um, I wanted to be a production assistant and help mm-hmm. out on sets, and they made me wait until I graduated college, which was great of them. So I graduated, and I finally got a job on Chicago Code, which okay. was my first show ever. And uh, I was just doing, like, the production assistant lockups and helping secure the perimeter of sets and everything and doing the coffee runs and all that stuff. Um, But then I I realized that I should start looking for what I really want to do, where I want to move up. And I saw that the script supervisor sat next to the director all the time, and I want to direct. So I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, that better be my next step. Smart. Yeah. (laughs) So I kept being a production assistant, and it got a little old. Um, I just, you know, I wanted to move up. And I shadowed um, Amy Sobin, who actually alternates with me on Empire. She's a really good script supervisor. And she trained me on the set of the Playboy Club. Okay, So I shadowed her for the few episodes that Mm -hmm. it shot. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a really cool show. No, that was a big deal. Yeah, Yeah, it was fun. But um, so I shadowed her and then I eventually got hired on some non-union commercials and Chicago started to get really busy. So I moved up and I got into the union and then I started to day play on Chicago Fire. Um, I've never been their full-time script supervisor. Um, I just day play on that show. And then Crisis came along and they hired me and -hmm. it was like Baptism by Fire. It was my first show. I did every episode. And uh, it was chaos. It was a lot of work. It was yeah. a lot of work. But um, so after that, I got hired on Empire, and it just blew up. Can you oh. sort of just describe basically what a script supervisor's job is? Yeah, of course. Um, so I'm in charge of continuity and making sure that the actors get their dialogue correct. So um, that 
entails a lot as mm-hmm. far as like, um, for instance, if an actor walks into a scene with a phone in his right hand, mm-hmm. he can't all of a sudden walk into the next scene with a phone in his left hand. So I'm kind of on blooper patrol. Uh-huh. Um, and also like if the actor forgets a line, they'll call me for the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have to help the wardrobe department make sure that their buttons are identical in every scene and props are identical in mm-hmm. every scene. And um, I just keep track of that thing. And then I also take notes for the director. So say they hated take one so much with a passion, they don't want that going to the editor. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure I write in my notes, don't use this take. It was terrible. They flubbed a line or whatever. And um, But if they love a take, I have to make sure that I write that down. And um, So if- I imagine you get close with like every department. Well, pretty much every yeah, department. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so every individual department like props is in charge of their own props. And they all do great jobs. But I'm just there to kind of supervise and make sure that... If they blink and mm-hmm. miss something, I'm there to back them up. Mm-hmm. So that kind of a thing. The beginning of an episode mm-hmm. that you've started to work on, what's the first thing you do? I read it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read it. I break it down. So mm-hmm. um, there's like a script supervisor. It's literally called a breakdown. And I write down for each scene. All of these props are listed. So the props department can flag that and say, we need to buy all these props. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they do their own breakdowns and everything. I just do an additional just so we double up on everything. Um, same with wardrobe. Same with like if an actor gets punched in scene two. And then I have to track that continuity. So, sure. like, maybe in scene seven, the bruise starts to show up. And then in scene 10, it really gets dark. Mm-hmm. And then two episodes later, the bruise is gone. Um, but we usually prep uh, while the other the next episode is shooting. So, if that makes sense. So, there's eight days of prep. And that prep is happening while the other episode sure. is shooting. So, okay. there's shoot prep, shoot prep. Yeah. And... I'm assuming the the writing team for Empire is in L.A., correct? They are, but um, we're very lucky. We get usually the writer of that episode gets to be on set with us. So um, it really helps with ease of production and making things go faster. So, um, you know, if there's anything that, like, maybe an actor says, I I don't really feel like I would say it. I just want to rephrase it this way. Mm -hmm. And so the writer can approve or say, no, we wanted it this way for a reason. Yeah. So it just helps that they're there because we can get the answer right away. Yeah. And then I work closely with the writer, too, on set because if – I catch some dialogue that was incorrect. I'll I'll go to them and be like, was that okay? Or do you want me to talk to the actor about Mm -hmm. it? Because you don't want to be going up to the actors every single Mm -hmm. take and bothering them with like very minor dialogue details if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it seems like probably on set you're really moving around a lot talking to every department. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a lot of uh, mind work for sure. Yeah. Usually like. The first assistant director, they're also moving around, making sure mm-hmm. things are working. Yeah, that's a very stressful yeah. job. And, and is that is that, I mean, how closely do you work with, like, all the, all the first AD, second AD, the director? Yeah. Uh, usually the second AD um, is out making the call sheet, and they're kind of gotcha. doing more yeah, of yeah. the office work. Um, they'll stop by set quite a bit, but... The first AD is in charge of running set and making sure things keep happening. They'll call um, rolls so all the cameras and sound departments can roll. And um, they're, uh, I don't know, I kind of work with all of the departments mm-hmm. and um, the editors are offset. So that's kind of why I'm there. I'm the liaison yeah. between the director and the editors. So I'm on set talking to all the departments, yeah. making sure the edit will happen correctly. Are there any departments you never see? The editors. <laughs> you just yeah. are in contact with them yeah. and never see them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But that's why I'm there. And where are they for set. Empire? Are they... Um, there's a couple of representatives in Chicago, but I believe they're mostly in L.A. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. As far as continuity goes, uh, what's the biggest challenge for Empire? For Empire? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, I would say maybe... The costumes department does an amazing job, but mm-hmm. they're, we have such there's high so fashion many, yeah. and there's yeah, so many like little imagine. bracelets That's, to keep yeah. track of and rings mm-hmm. and if they're, you know, missing their earrings and yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. a thing. And they're always really great at keeping track of it, but I just always am worried like, am I missing a bracelet? And yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone's <laughs> watching the fashion done? on Empire. Yeah, like, it's true, yeah. so amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. Um, you know, you worked on Empire from the get-go, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when was the moment 
that you kind of knew that it was going to be a mega hit, like the the breakout show of the season? Was there was there like a certain episode, a certain time? Yeah. Um. Well, I didn't. I I alternate episodes, right. so I was not on the first on the pilots mm-hmm. or the first episode. I was on mm-hmm. episode three, I guess it would be considered okay. in season one. Um, but when I heard the music that we were producing, the first time we shot like a music video, I was like, wow, this mm-hmm. is very different. I've yeah. never done anything like this <laughs> on any show that I've been on. And I was just, I, I just had that feeling like this is going to go somewhere. This is really going to yeah. go somewhere. And then people started talking like this show is going to go, this show is going to go. Yeah. And I then mean... it really went. It really went. <laughs> Definitely. I feel like I could sing. A couple of the songs that have been. Oh, well, I do in the shower all the time. <laughs> <They> <laughs> Don't get... tell Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely get stuck in your head. Um, the crazy thing about Empire was, you know, and I think it was probably the first show to do this, maybe ever, was consistently gain more viewers as each episode. I know we broke records. Right, mm-hmm. right. It was nuts. Um, how did that affect like just the energy on set? I imagine it was really exciting for the yeah. whole, you know cast and crew well just the fact we work so hard every single department mm-hmm. um works so hard and we were just so happy that it really paid off and just the confidence in everyone went way up in a good way yeah not in like a narcissistic way mm-hmm. but um i don't know we were just we knew that our hard work was going somewhere and that yeah. doesn't always happen on every show for sure yeah well you obviously work really closely with directors and there are some incredible directors oh my on the show. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk a little bit to that and just, you know, what have you learned from watching them work? Oh, I've learned so much. Um, Danny Strong is mm-hmm. amazing in every way. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's brilliant because, um, well, not because of this, but he, he is an actor himself. So mm-hmm. he really understands what the actors are feeling when they have to say this or when they have to feel this. So he's great at explaining in between takes if he wants like a minor detail change or a tweak on something. He's so good at telling them that. Communicating, yeah. And we just get amazing episodes out of him. And I'm so – I'm impressed in every way. And um, the same with Lee. He he does not have an acting background, but he just understands – how to be real? Lee Daniels said it. Yeah, Lee yeah, Daniels. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, but and the, and these are the co-creators also of the show. Yes, yes. So I mean, it, it, just They're to have brilliant. Them, yeah. um, Lee is very eccentric in an awesome way. I love being around him so much. Um, he he. I don't know how to explain this properly, but he doesn't shoot things for television. He just wants something real that happens to be shot beautifully. If that makes oh, yeah. it, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, so it's just wonderful learning from them because I know that I'm learning from the best of the best of the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. And Senna is amazing in every way. She's taken me under her wing and, you know, she shows me um, the difference between um, like a medium close up and a super tight close up. She goes, this is cheesy. This is not cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it's just a few uh, mm-hmm. millimeters difference yeah. in the camera. And mm-hmm. it's it's. It's so true. She knows so much about music videos and everything. She shot Prince music videos and wow. Mariah Carey, and she's, you know. Yeah, she's directed her. a lot of episodes of Empire, mm-hmm. uh, Senna Hamri. Also, some Shameless, M- Elementary, Nashville, yeah. Glee. She did Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, <laughs> yeah. too, as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and you've actually been shadowing these, yeah. these guys for i know the last month or so, or the second half of this second season of empire yeah correct? i've been shadowing senna yeah okay um so i started on episode 215 shadowing her and she told me that a huge part of directing and like probably the most important part is prep mm-hmm. so i got to go to all of her meetings and see where she made her decisions and why she made those decisions like um, why she wants this look in the extras, why she wants this particular character to be in their 40s and not their 30s, and just how it would change the tone of everything. Mm-hmm. And she's very up on her fashion. She's ah. amazing. She knows so much. So <laughs> she, yeah, she's very close with our costume designer, Paolo, who is also brilliant in every way. And they work closely together. And um, I actually bought Senna a stamp that says approved, She'll just scream approved and then she'll stamp it. So she'll stamp all the costumes that she likes and everything. That's great. I love her. Wow. 
Um, and and that's what you really want to do someday yeah. is direct. And yes. I, I mean, I, that's so amazing to get to be there right next to them. Absolutely. And then uh, to shadow them also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as, I mean, you talked a little bit about Lee, mm-hmm. his style of direction. What what would you say is the difference in uh, in Senna or and Danny? That like what 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 makes them distinct? Because I mean, it's amazing. You watch Empire, and to think that all these episodes are being directed by different people is kind of crazy. Because you know, a well, the continuity is great. Yeah, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> but also, I mean, it's the essence of the show, and it's just so unified. it's so unified. It's so tight. Yeah. Um. Well, Senna is there to make sure that that continuity in the look of the show happens between all the guest directors. Um, she's she's an executive producer. She's too. an executive okay. producer. She's the also the directing producer, and I that see. job is in charge of making sure the show kind of flows the same and looks the same. So she'll be in prep with the guest director, making sure that they know the look of the show, yeah. the feel of the show, and um, just to kind of she doesn't hover over guest directors. By any means, she just makes sure that they kind of know the look of the show so mm-hmm. they can go with it. Because, you know, guest directors will want to have their own artistic mm-hmm. way with yeah. the show. But... I it, never really considered that before. Yeah. The, the, you know, t- they there needs to be that person that, you know... Yeah. Has, the representative of the yeah. actual... Um, tell us a little bit about working with the amazing cast and guest stars that... I mean... Oh yeah, it's, Empire is such a is a is such a beast, you know. It's a beast and a half. <laughs> oh my god, um, it's it's so amazing because we've really grown together as a family. Everyone gets along. Terrence and Taraji are amazing in every way, and just their chemistry is just like you almost want to cry watching them together <laughs> because they're so good together and they're amazing at improvising together and just like they understand each other so well. And um, you always like seeing the brothers on the show. And, mm-hmm. and they just mesh together. They're mm-hmm. very, very different people. And they just go together so well. And uh, people like Gabby and Ty, who play Becky and Portia, mm-hmm. respectively, they're amazing and hysterical together. Yeah. And I'm so glad they got to be in a couple more scenes together this <laughs> season because they're hysterical. You're just trying to be quiet behind uh, – it's called Video Village where the monitors are set up and you watch the takes. And we're just trying to muffle our laughs so hard <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. They're so funny together. I think it's too hard to ask who your favorite character is unless you have one. Ooh. Cookie. I mean, yeah. yeah. Everyone I loves mean, a little cookie. Yeah. yeah. How could it not be? Yeah. She's a force. Yeah. <laughs> and she's such a Barbie doll. I love all of her looks. She can pull off the craziest God, really looks. Amazing. She really yeah. can. She can make you laugh. She can make you cry. Yes. She can make you terrified. Scared. <laughs> Very scared. <laughs> she's so professional on set, too. She's amazing to watch because if you'll ask her to cry, she'll cry right away and then turn it off and be Taraji again. And she's she can yeah. make you laugh until you're dying mm-hmm. and then just walk away like nothing <laughs> happened. She's so cool. I love her. What's the weirdest part of your job, do you think? Oh, Lord. Hmm. Oh, I know the answer to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. The weirdest part of my job is maybe like during lovemaking scenes, I have to be like, the blanket fell down a little bit too much. Can we stop and uh, fix this really yeah. quick? And they're like in the moment and I'm like, your shoulder. underwear showing. <laughs> <laughs> that happens often on that yes. show. There's a lot of yeah. making a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Well, uh, show It's that time of the show. We're all we, oh, <laughs> we play a little Jesus. game. Okay. Play a little game called Crash Pilots. Okay. Now this one we're calling Crashed Pilots Moving Edition because all the shows include uh the main character moving. Okay. So there okay. are two fake uh failed television pilots and one <laughs> real failed television pilot. And we'll read them all read it all three and you can guess which one perhaps was the real. Okay. Uh Maya, why don't okay. you begin? This one's called The Real Camden. In this workplace drama, an L.A. filmmaker, Mark Costello, played by Michael Sarah, moves back to his hometown to save his beloved art house cinema. Along with the building comes a ragtag staff, including the 17-year-old manager and Doris, the longtime ticket taker. Together, they battle the local megaplex, with each episode told in a different movie genre. The project did not move forward at NBC after Mr. Sarah pulled out. And that's called The Real Camden. The real Camden. Real spelled like R E E L. Got it. Uh huh. 
Clever. Um, this one is called Motherland. Okay. <clears throat> After the birth of his two sons, Jacob and Samuel, Joshua Shull and his Jamaican wife decide to get away from it all and move back to the motherland. Israel, that is. Two cultures unite and sometimes collide in this family comedy that was made for TBS but not picked up to series. David Arquette starred. Okay. That, that one was called Motherland. Okay. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Number three, American Judy. A cosmopolitan woman, Judy, played by Judy Greer, gets married, becomes a fish out of water in the suburbs, having to juggle stepkids, her mother-in-law, and the ex-wife of her husband, who also happens to be the town sheriff. Mm. The pilot was ordered, but then passed over by ABC. That nice. one's American Judy. American, American Judy, so Motherland, got... and The Real Camden. Yeah. Okay. I have to choose which one's fake. No, which no. one? W- it, there's one real one. Oh, there's one real yeah. one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the real one. Okay, the easiest one to shoot would be the Judy one. So I'm going to choose that one. <laughs> that is You're correct. Right. Yes! You're right. true, She's a pro. A true filmmaker at work. <laughs> I was thinking about which one will be cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the other two are... Um, ridiculous. They're ridiculous. <laughs> The, they are written for two of our Kickstarter backers, Mark Costello and Josh Schull. Okay. Um, uh, so thank you, too, for your generous contributions. Thanks, and they're your log lines that we <laughs> promised to write for you. Um, well, thank you so much for thank being you. with us, Brittany. And uh, we can't wait to see what happens on, you know, this second uh, half of the season of Empire. You're going to be happy, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. It gets okay. real spicy. <laughs> <laughs> be ready, America. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, oh, boy. Wow. There oh it is. God. Maya, that was such a crazy episode. It really was. I mean, first the phone call, <sighs> and then just... We watched a show that all three of us absolutely hated. Yeah. That's a first. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Something. Yeah. So, guys, we actually talked to Drew B. again during the interviews, and she wanted to know if our listeners would be interested in her commentary sometime. Yeah. So, Which is insane. Yeah. Let us know. You can contact us at pilotcopilots.com and email us from there. And we're Pilot Copilots on Instagram and Twitter. No hyphen in any of that stuff, guys. And don't forget to like our page on Facebook. And most importantly, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and have your friends do the same. And rate and review us. We had a really nice first push, but we are looking for more because we want to stay high in those charts, guys. A very special thank you this episode to Ann Berkowitz. Pilot Copilots is produced by Evan Watkins and Maya Boudreaux with music by Chris Ryan. Thanks for listening.